What's wrong with you? But sister, they are just ninjas trying to release their wiggles. Oh, he was? Really? He did a show? No, he was just walking the streets. Just walking the streets? Like, what's up? It's me? Yeah, Chappelle was just walking in San Antonio. He was at the Pearl, which is like a... Used to be a cannery, and now it's like a big, rich, white people thing. Hey, hey Siri. Set a timer for five minutes. Okay, five minutes and counting. Yeah, that's weird though. Like, I, you can imagine being like uber famous where the point where like you're walking down the street, people like will stop you. I, I saw Will Ferrell once on the night side of the street, like just outside of Gold's Gym in like Hollywood. Like I was, I was working. And it was just, it was early in the morning. I'm driving to work and I was like, oh, that guy looks like Will Ferrell. Uh, people were gravitating to him. It was weird. Like Paul as fuck though. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, I was like, that looks like, yeah. oh, it is Will Ferrell. I honestly, I wanted to put the car in park and jump out of the car, but I was like, that would be weird. And like, like this guy, these two guys were working construction, like on the road, they're doing road and they stopped what they were doing and like walked over to him, like just like to get an autograph or whatever with Will Ferrell. Like, just I think he would have appreciated you stopping the car in the middle of the road and jumping out like, what's up, Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell. Like, I, I don't know. It just felt like I would no, I, hate I know that. You know, like if it were me, I don't know. Like, no, like, dude, I worked in Brentwood and I would see famous people all the time. And I don't, I didn't even want to bother them unless they asked me a question. I'm not an autograph person or anything like that. I don't, I don't want to bother people like that. I, I met Debo once, Tiny Lister. Oh, he used to come into the Marina Del Rey uh, bonds. Yeah. I was like, Zeus, oh man. And like, I wanted real bad ass for his autograph, but I was like, I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to do it. And I saw him and I wanted to ask him to say, that's my bike punk to one of the other employees. I don't want to bother this guy. <laughs> I don't want to bother this guy. Um, but like, I guess, I guess the reason we're talking about that is because Dave Chappelle was in San Antonio just walking the street. And I mean, he just went to like a fucking coffee shop uh, and he's just walking down in like a, you know, gentrified part of San Antonio and people were just taking pictures of him. It was like, all, it was on the news and like, you know, your hero, you meet your hero, you, and it, none of the pictures were selfies. I don't think he was cool with that. It was. It was know, just people taking, like, like taking pictures of Sasquatch. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, he was doing like the half walk, like half of his arm was doing yeah. a cigarette in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other, like, like all blurry. Like, <laughs> like I swear that's yeah. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> exactly. I think he like. I think he does like it here. But um, well, what's who's the most famous person that you saw where you got like giddy? Uh, well. Starstruck or whatever. Starstruck? Or oh, Giddy. I mean, it's kind of, Starstruck is more I've like. I've never been Starstruck. If I saw Bill Murray, I'd be Starstruck. I'd oh, be like, dude, yeah. I'd flip out. I'd be like, it's Bill Murray. And I hear he's cool like that. Like, he'll like walk up to people and he like actually like he's an goes to parties and stuff. What? He's also an asshole. Whatever. He's Bill Murray. He can do whatever he wants. Well, see, that's my point is he gets a buy for that because of his body of work and he's funny as fuck. I mean, yeah, Chevy Chase, too. There's a street named after Chevy Chase out here. Yeah, there's one in Glendale. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's, uh, he's the proto the proto Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, he he's actually he, Chevy Chase actually called my dad Pepe once. <laughs> my dad is not a fan of, of Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is a racist prick. Like my dad, who like who well, actually that character that he plays on. Uh, oh yeah, on Community. Yeah, he is yeah. Pierce Hawthorne. Yeah, he he definitely is. Yeah, like. He, he's like, I guess he, my dad was working on his property or something like the company he was working for. And he's like, okay, Pepe, I need that laundry ticket on. He's like, he looks at him, he's like, take your own fucking laundry out. Like, and like walks off. Oh, 
Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm off this job. He was on the job for the next two weeks. Like, dude, the guy was, I think he scared Chevy Chase. Fucked up, man. I always thought that Chevy Chase was more Fletch than uh, Community. No, he's more Community than Fletch. But do you think- I hear Bill Murray's great. Like, I just – there was, like, a whole documentary on that dude, like, where he, like – Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, like, rolls up in a party. He's like, yeah, hey, Bill Murray's – like, at a fucking dorm or something, like, just hanging out yeah. or, like, at a college party. Like he's he like went up to some girl at the mall and like took some of her fries and was like no one's ever gonna believe you and like walked <laughs> off. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I saw David Spade once at uh at a Fat Burger How and he was he? oh he's super short he's like five foot three but he like he was dressed like crazy incognito like anybody's gonna recognize like he was wearing like a fedora with some big glasses oh he was <laughs> he was driving some beater ass like. Uh, Thunderbird, like some 1992 Thunderbird. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, that's a lot of effort, David Spade. Was it that- also could have been just some bum who lives in his car. It looks like <laughs> David Spade. Was this when Joe Dirt was up? Uh, yeah, right after Joe Dirt. Right after Joe Sounds Dirt. like he was still living the character a little bit. <laughs> he didn't want to put it down. <laughs> you ever see Joe Dirt too? No, no. I, I felt like part of it. I turned it off. Yeah, I felt like that was Joe Dirt was a it was a, a one time unicorn kind of a film where it's like, okay, you, you you're gonna get away with this right now. Good on you. Oh don't ever do it. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> oh man, welcome back to Cabin Fever. I am Tony G. Alongside me is my main man Ed. What's happening to you? Uh not much. Good afternoon, evening, morning, people. Yeah. How'd that weekend treat you? Um, it was nice. It was cool out here. Um, nice little cold front. So got out of the heat, you know, it's Texas. How was yours? Good, man. Good. Just, uh, you know, hang complete. I actually was been for the first time ever was in the seventies yesterday and we had to go do something. Cause we we're like, Oh my God, it's been about a 90 degrees every day. Uh, you know, we went to hang out, we went to hang out at grandma's house and that was fun. Had a fun talk with my son about not dressing like a bum. Uh, he was wearing this P shirt from that. I'm pretty sure he found the school's lost and found because it looked like it was 1970, like pilfered it from there. He's wearing that. And I looked him up and down where we're driving. I'm like, dude, there could be girls at grandma's house. You don't know. And he's like, yeah, please. And I'm just sitting there looking. I'm like, dude, like you got to work on like inside clothes and then like outdoor clothes, you know, like, and and I I looked at him. I gotta, I gotta stop you right there, man. Like, Girls at grandma's house aren't those cousins? No, you never know. I mean, maybe they're coming from from Swaki, which is like where our family's. And my old my old, my grandma's house, my my grandmother. There was always girls from. They might have been like distant cousins, but distant enough where it was like okay, you know. And there were always girls there, and it was kind of cool. You know, I used to like you know, hey, topic for another day. So it sounds like you are trying to cancel your son's wardrobe in some ways. If I could cancel my son's entire wardrobe, I would have, I would do it in a heartbeat. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds pricey. But is it right for you to do that? Is the question? Are you? Should you have the power? Are you abusing? Uh, I, I have the power to cancel. I smell something, something deeper. <laughs> uh, no, just you know the debates were on. There's a lot of things going on. A lot of uh, negative things, positive things, and one of the things that keeps coming up is the uh, that we live in a cancel culture. So oh, no matter, cancel no matter what culture. you do, no matter what you do, you're going to get shot down at some point. 
even if it was 30 years ago, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I heard about that, that uh, Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live talking about that or cancel culture. Yeah. They, want, yeah, they wanted to cancel John Wayne. It was like, that, uh, he had a salt. I read on online that he was catching a lot of heat and some people were with it, some people were, he was splitting people. But ultimately, I think there's a, I think you could probably agree to this. There's like a, a good and a bad for that, right? It's like, there's some things you just, you, you cancel something that's a mistake how how long before you repeat that mistake? True. Yeah. That well. That's that is the main issue. Is that once you eliminate something from people even seeing it or acknowledging that it happened or existed, and if it's like a movie or a interview or whatever it is, you're you're erasing history, which is not that's not how humans work. We build on top of history and try to learn and progress forward. If you erase and say these things are no longer acceptable. There's nothing to learn from, and then the lesson is lost. And hey, we get to make the same mistake over and over again. That doesn't work. That doesn't right. work in the long right. in the long run, at least in the long run. Um, but like yeah. the, the whole cancel culture thing, it it's it's a it's a double edged sword. Uh, it definitely feels a lot of time like a childlike response to things because it's always like someone sees something and then it's immediately, you know, you're you're thinking from a modern <laughs> perspective and you're looking at something from 10 years ago five years ago five minutes ago uh and all of a sudden that's not right anymore and you want to cancel it and that's like a child saying i don't want this anymore without thinking I, that's you know I, I i i the more you talk about it the more i think about it like i mean uh uh yeah it does sound like that like uh, i feel like it's something like my kid would say like or do like when when they were younger jesus uh yeah, I, I, I kind of, the more I think about it, the more, yeah, I, it does sound very childish to just cancel something like, or just pretend something didn't exist just because it didn't uh, jibe with your sensibilities. Yeah, the, what is it, the ostrich in the sand, right? The head yeah, instead of, instead of confronting it, yeah. uh, you basically just ignore it or pretend it doesn't exist or want it to not exist or attempt to make it not exist. Uh, I mean, granted, even at the end, even on that, even the latter part of that particular spectrum <laughs> wanting something to not exist is actually kind of equivalent to, to, to murdering it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But, but I will say though, the intent a lot of the time is to try to like eliminate a harmful element, whether it's like, you know, mansplaining or, um, you know, toxic masculinity, which I know a lot of people have issues. Those are trigger words. Both of them I just said. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, the intent is to take a harmful element out of our culture. And I get that. I get that I get that aspect of it too. If like I mean I'm I mean you can watch Robocop and be offended by it a hundred different ways if you were born two thousand and on or not understand right. it, the Uber violence and all that kind of stuff. But I mean it's it's a period piece, man. That was the eighties. That's just how things were. Like you don't that was actually that was an eighties that was an eighties thought process about what the future was gonna look yeah, exactly. like. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it's not always the Jetsons. Sometimes it's other things, but uh, I don't know. I, I see both sides of it, and I feel like it can potentially be a good thing. But I think mostly because of human nature, it becomes uh, harmful. What what instances do you think it might be a good thing? Oh man. Um, uh, Cause I'm all ears at this point. Like okay. I, I feel, I feel like I haven't tackled this enough. I okay. feel like I think about it to a point where I, I should have an opinion, a stronger opinion, but I got to, I want to formulate one a little bit. Right? Okay. You familiar with Bon Appetit? 
Bon Appetit. Yeah, the mm-hmm. channel like they have cooking, not cooking shows, but they like do uh, food shows and stuff like that. It's on, you know, like you can. I think it's on Vice. I don't know what it was on, but it, I watch it on YouTube. Uh-huh. You know, it's like uh, what's the one that Hot Hot Ones is on? Uh, First We Feast. It's like one of those. Okay, like, Food Network it's stuff. A, yeah, it's a bunch of different, you know, yeah, but like a streaming type one. You know what I mean? Like Vice. Okay. Not a traditional like on TV TV. Yeah, the YouTube, basically a YouTube yeah. channel. Exactly. Right. So they had a pretty popular like uh, channel series, bunch of different people, and then it came to light that uh, well, basically what happened is one of the main guys i don't know if he was like at the top or if he was one of the guys that was like doing the shows um dressed up like a puerto rican with his wife he's white for halloween um, okay so like wait a minute like blackface puerto adam, rican? adam rapaport no 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 it's just they just they didn't blackface it but they definitely like had the chain and the, they looked like they were both in a reggaeton video but they were obviously white people like mocking something but it was, oh, yeah, I think that the intent right there. Where's the intent? Uh, it's to have a Halloween costume. That's <laughs> cheap. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so, so what happened? Uh, so what happened is um, other people that worked for the company that apparently were not even getting paid, all the males were getting paid. Minorities, male minorities, and females in general were either getting paid less or not paid at all, Right. So only the people with, like towards the top or that had the shows were getting paid. Everyone else is working just as hard, doing just as much. For some reason, they weren't getting paid or they were getting paid less. And they used to kind of like flaunt it a little bit, like put it in their face, but like not really like be overt. So once that happened, um, people started coming out talking about how that was racist. Um, how, and then other people from the sh- that worked for the channel started jumping in saying, hey, this isn't right. I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen that. And it's almost like the floodgates open as soon as one person attacked it on social media, which is what you do in cancel culture. You find something, you don't like it, you think there's something wrong with it, you put it out there into the zeitgeist or into the web stream or whatever, and then you expect some type of feedback, usually in support of you because you think it's something negative and you're trying to correct it. So what happened is all these other people jump in, boom, they start finding out that there was a lot of uh, practices that were you know, racially savory, sexually biased. Uh, there was actually like some sexual, like, you know, misconduct kind of stuff pushing up on people because it was like an up and coming streaming service. So it's not like a normal company where you have, you know, your stratification, you have HR, you have whatever, you know what I mean? It wasn't a, it wasn't a built business cor- yeah. or corporation. It was, it was more much, like a much more loosey goosey and figuring grassroots, out. Grassroots. Right. Long. Yeah. So without that type of uh, outlet to like put something on social media or put something out there where people can respond and then you get a back, you get some feedback, you get some support. If that didn't exist, then those people would still be slaves for Bon Appetit pretty much. Okay. So are you saying that the, the head, him dressing up like a Puerto Rican was like the final straw? Is that where they were like? Pretty much because then other people started saying other stuff and started talking about the person, that guy, Adam Rappaport as a person and like other things. So, so, I mean, what would, what stopped them from just saying some shit in the first place? Like, Hey, look, I need to get paid. There, was, there wasn't enough of an incident for out for outrage. Do you know what I mean? Like you put something out there that's racially uh, insensitive. You're going to get a lot bigger feedback than if someone posts, Hey, my job is uh, favoring males and white males at that. 
Like, no one cares. Yeah, that sucks that nobody cares because that, like, what the hell? Why don't you just say that in the first place and be like, hey, listen, you're paying that guy this amount of money. Why don't you pay me at least, like, somewhere around that ballpark? What the hell? And, and that'll probably, that'll, that'll do you. It should do you. It should, but it doesn't all the time, especially for, like, smaller businesses and smaller uh, companies. Like, I'm not, you know, smaller companies, they have nepotism going on all the time. That's illegal, right? Uh, perfectly legal. Well, it's illegal, but legal is frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's weird. But okay, so but okay, without, so as far as this, they put it this way. So is this Adam Rappaport, dude? Did he get canceled? Uh, I think the whole thing is kind of shut down. They lost a lot of money and aren't as big at all as they were. They had to cancel wow. a lot of things. They had, they had to cancel a lot of shows. Okay, well, well, yeah. okay. That that feels like something that's kind of worthy of getting canceled. Because it was just like started from the bottom up, like in this, I mean, it started in a way where it was just like bad business practices. I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure they had some pretty good recipes. I mean, yeah, maybe no, keep, they, they had maybe, very popular shows, but maybe skim the recipes off <laughs> and then like just throw the rest in the trash. I, I'm just saying that that cancel culture came in and backed up what was going on. Right. Because I know that's a, that's a solid, if it didn't exist, if it wasn't an option, and people couldn't, uh, you know, post something and hope that they will get a, a background, like an upswelling of support, um, you know, then, then you wouldn't even, you would just be kind of hopeless and probably find another, or just quit your job or whatever. But this was, uh, it kind of worked in the people's favor, so to speak. Okay, so on the other side of cancel culture is like the, I guess, you know, the negative, the people that become victims of cancel culture, um, that's like John Wayne. That's kind of where I, the only thing I really heard of recently of cancel culture, because I guess I just don't like, I don't think about it at all, but it was like that where Bill Burr said that they were going to cancel John Wayne. <laughs> and I was like, well, John Wayne's been dead for a while. I don't think he cares. I mean, that's how ridiculous it gets sometimes. My point was going to, my example was going to be a uh, James Gunn, James Dunn, James Gunn, the guy that did uh gardens of the galaxy. And then Disney fired him after two movies because he made a, I think a rape and pedophilia joke. A joke? Like jokes. Like just like, oh yeah, what about this? And like, you know, it was probably like 10 years ago or something. Um, and it was more just to be shocking. And it's 10 years ago, right? Right. I mean, did and, he like post it or just say it? Like, you No, know, he posted it, but it was like 10 years ago and someone found it and brings it out. And then all of a sudden it becomes in a, a thing. And he's just like, dude, that was like 10 years ago. Like, who were you 10 years ago? You are not the person that you are right now. And it's unfair to judge a human being from a standard from 10 years ago, whether that's a social standard or a personal standard, because that person is not the same. Um, but my point is, he yeah, gets fired. You, he gets fired you, from Disney. Disney fires yeah, him. Yeah, do you deserve to lose your job? They saw some offhanded joke that you made for like 10 years ago. So DC hires him for their movie, for Suicide Squad. Disney rehires him for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> it was all for not. All for well, not. Of course it was. Well, it, was that, all, well. it was all just like a routine rigmarole, like rigmarole, sorry. That just like, it, <laughs> he said this, he had to pay for it, and then he goes right back to where he was before. Like, why do we have to do that? Okay, first of all, rigmarole, nice word. Your shenanigans are, are much ballyhooed. Thank you. Uh, 
And I, I would like to say that I think that probably puts a nice little cherry on top of this whole little conversation is why it's kind of just some bullshit. Yeah. If you really think about it, because like what really talks money talks and you know, no matter what you say, you make enough money, you'll go ahead and make, you'll, you, you could go ahead and be above whatever it is, some offhanded comment you say on social media. Cause I think of like social media started as this, like, you know, like MySpace and like, or like whatever, like even before that, it was just like, you know, some type of whatever forum you were on. And it was like something you said, it was just exactly that. Something you say that you put out into the ether that you weren't expecting to have come back and slap you in the face, you know, 10 years later. And and now it's like this, it's this uh, hallowed scroll that, you know, Oh yeah, I said that on Twitter. Ha ha ha. You know, I was just trying to get in somebody's face a little bit, you know? And then the next thing you know, it's like, Hey, you said that, you know what? You lost your job now. Your job's gone. And and I think that's just personally, I find that ridiculous. No, I I agree. Most of the reason I tried to like focus on the the positive aspects of this is because personally, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I, I keep coming back to this idea that like in my head, it's like, okay, what about Mel Brooks? <laughs> like, have you ever seen a Mel Brooks movie? They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not remaking Blazing Saddles. Anymore. Yeah, they aren't remaking Blazing Saddles anytime <laughs> soon. But if you watch Blazing Saddles and when you're a kid, you look at it, you're like, that was pretty damn funny. You know, and, and now you like Blazing Saddles would not go over right about now. Like in any, you know, in any circle, you know, and I'm thinking about it like, okay, I feel like we all lost our ability to laugh at ourselves a little bit there. It's, it's funny you say that because I know we were talking about Chappelle being in San Antonio earlier, but Chappelle on one of his standups actually says he almost wanted to quit comedy because of cancel culture, because people have brittle ears and their bitch ass, you know, and like, it's comedy. You're supposed to be able to say whatever you want. There's no borders. Take a joke, laugh or don't laugh. Listen or don't listen, whatever. But he, he, and you know, Chappelle's comedy is very right at the edge it's kind of meant it's to edgy yeah, yeah it's made to offend slightly to make you think it's it's not shock humor at all but it can seem that way sometimes to some people and it's just funny that you know this type of uh response so this is a social response to things right we have social media now and this is kind of a something that's being created from social media as this cancel culture as a social response to things and for one of the greatest comedians of all time and my you know I'll go Robin Williams and definitely George Carlin, but uh, Chappelle's up there. And for him to possibly contemplate quitting what his calling probably is in, in this lifetime is odd. And it's messed yeah. up. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's kind of – you hit the nail on the head there. I don't even have to – I don't have to elaborate. That makes absolute sense. Uh, I think – It's like someone was like, uh, who's, who's like an impressionist painter or someone who painted nudes? And they were like, no you got to put clothes on him. And he's like, fuck it. I'm not going to paint anymore then. Yeah. You're losing the whole side of the whole, the whole point of, I mean, if you're trying to change culture in a way where it's just not offensive to anybody, uh, you're losing, you're losing track of really, of what's really important. It's your ability to take things that are offensive and see beyond them or see, see something that's like, okay, look, I'm offended by that. But if I can see that person's point of view, perhaps I will be able to see that person's story or perhaps I'll be able to understand what that person is thinking and, and make a, an informed judgment for myself as opposed to what is happening on social media, which is basically one person forms a judgment, then the mob mentality takes over 
and everybody's like, oh, no, that person said that. So we have to get in on that, you know, or we have to, we hate that guy now, right? Yeah, okay, let's cancel him. It's like, okay, well, if you cancel something and you don't remember that, that, ha- that ever happened, it's going to happen again. And at some point, you know, it's just a, a never-ending cycle or a rigmarole, as my friend Ed would, would say. <laughs> I, I think you're right. That's the sad thing is that people are denied the opportunity to process things. Like, if you don't put that in front of them, you know, it's their, it, they get to interpret where that person's coming from, where they're coming from, their own things. You deny the person that experience. And if you deny that, you know, in multiple ways in a lifetime, like you're denying that person becoming who they should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. You can't grow if you don't make, like I tell my kids all the time, you learn from your mistakes. Yep. You know, when my kid screws up, I'm like, Hey, just learn from your mistake and just keep moving forward. We're going to be fine, but just, you know, uh, learn from that. Don't do it again. You know? And, and if you're not allowed to learn from those mistakes, then you're doomed to repeat them. And more and more people are just going to be walking on eggshells around each other. You know, they're, they're going to be, and if you live your whole life looking through your phone going, okay, oh my God, everybody hates me on my phone. It's like, well, yeah, but uh, look around you. You probably have people around you who know who exactly who you are and know that you are not that way and will not judge you and hate you for what you said on, on, with your, from, on your computer friends, you know? So also on the other note, you were talking about people who have a lot of money and uh, how they have power and they can kind of do what they want. Um, or they're a little bit higher above than say James Gunn, you know, no one knows who that is, but you look at Louis CK, what's he doing right now? Uh, not much. Well, I mean, that is, I think there's a difference between saying something on social media and physically, physically forcing somebody to do something. That's, that's, I think that's where that cancel culture comes in. They could have left the room. Yeah, that is true. You could have left the room. Or you could have just turned around. <laughs> you need to watch it. You need to watch it happen. Shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could have just been like, oh, that's what's going on here? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a – I think there's there's two sides to that coin. I think there's obviously two sides to every story. But uh, granted, if you're a guy in power, you should not put – you should not be putting your, anybody else in those particular positions. I think that's what it kind of – like – boils down to you are right uh you know she could have left the room a lot of women could have left the room anybody who talked to harvey weinstein could have left the room you know uh but ultimately putting somebody in that position makes you the predator in that particular position you know it's not for sure i don't i would never argue with that you're the one with all the power you know like so you can't do that and and that's that's where it comes in handy where you're like or something canceling something would come in way more handy would you do a pinky shake yeah, well, pinky shanks, I feel, is like it's basically the 80s legal Zoom. No, no, so, <laughs> I mean the workaholics pinky shake. You and your workaholics. I never watched workaholics. So basically you clasp your hands so that like your pinkies are out on either side and you put the other person's pinky in your mouth. This has been Cabin Fever. I'm Tony G. Thanks for stopping by for Ed, for Ed and for everybody else. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to yourselves out there. I mean... And don't believe everything you hear on social media. Just because somebody's a dick on social media doesn't mean they're a dick in real life. I mean, sometimes it does, but you know, what are you going to do? I'll pinky swear to that. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Later.